0: From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanine Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome to an all new episode of Ladies Like Us. I'm Nazanine Mandy.
1: And I'm Nadia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like waiting.
1: That's Nadia. <laughs>
0: Just Nadia. That's you know what? That's a great name for a show. Just Nadia.
1: <laughs> totally. This is crazy because. So, recently I've been propositioned to. Uh, okay, I have been running away from YouTube for so long. <laughs> <I know>. Yes, <laughs> I'm afraid of YouTube. <laughs> okay, um, but I recently had. I was sitting down with Omar's cousin, Alan, the three of us were sitting down talking about stuff and, you know, I was like, okay, I need to come up with like more moves. What's my next move, blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, what I've been kind of concluding and kind of like, just kind of deciding that I am kind of getting tired of social media. I'm getting tired of putting myself out there. I'm getting tired of just trying so hard to do all that stuff when it doesn't come natural to me. And it's just not something I particularly enjoy. Um, So I, in my mind, I was like, okay, you know what? I am just going to try to continue podcasting and get possibly get into real estate. And that'll be my next, you know, goal in life. My next thing I'm going to put all my energy in, whatever. Then him and I were talking and he was like, He does, he's a photographer, but he also wants to get into video production. And he's been wanting, yeah, he's been wanting to produce something for a while. So he's like, why don't I just produce a show for you on YouTube and you can come with all the creative and I'll, I'll bring everything to produce it and we'll, you know, split it and do it from there. Right. So I was just like, Oh God, am I doing this? Is this a thing? Because now that he actually wants to help me, it is a bit more enticing because I can come with the creative. I can come with my personality. I can come with my ideas. I can come with all that. It's all the other stuff that gives me anxiety of producing and editing and, you know, the whole setup of all that and also marketing. I'm not the best at marketing myself. So that, that's something I would need help with. Um, But you know, it's just something that's kind of like coming back into my mind again. And I'm like, should I do it? And then I kept thinking, well, what would I name my show if I had a show? <laughs> there it is. There you go, Jess, <laughs>
0: There. And see, things happen organically when you least expect it.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. That, that might have to be. I, I mean, I'm still brainstorming and thinking, but that's a good contender.
0: Yeah, no, like, absolutely. Really- I mean, it's it's one of those things where... I I don't know a lot about YouTube at all. Like I'm not, that's like not my world or anything. So if he's, you know, willing to help you produce and like put things together, like you got nothing to lose.
1: Yeah, it's true. And that's what we were talking about. It's like, um, you know, I'll just come up with like maybe three different ideas, two to three different ideas that we just shoot. And if we like it, great. We'll keep going. We'll, you know, see what we can do with it. And if it's not for me, and you know, I'm not into it, then that's it. And it doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. So yeah, so that's kind of like where I'm at brainstorming and thinking of things. So guys, if you're listening to this, if you want me to have a YouTube show, DM me, let me know, let me know what kind of content you'd like to see from me, because that would really help. Um, I mean, I'm really open to just kind of doing everything. I don't want to limit myself to just having a YouTube about makeup or, you know, um, I kind of want to just have it be like almost like a variety show where I just do everything. Yeah. I, I think it's just all about
0: doing what, whatever the fuck you want to do. Right. There's no rules. And like, I've seen a few, you know, YouTube blogs and shows and like, there are no rules. Right. You know, it's, which is the beauty of YouTube.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. That's actually
0: what I appreciate about it. Mm-hmm. Like, People will just put their lives of them even laying in bed and talking one day. And then the next day they're out and about. And then the next day they want to show you, you know, their natural gra- glam or skincare. It's like yeah.
1: it could be anything. No, exactly. And and then, and that's a way that um I can integrate Omar into the mix too. Cause he's so good, you know, on camera and stuff and talking. And so, and we've been wanting to do something together for so long. So it's like, I could also start, you know, I could throw him in the mix too. And, um, you know, we could do funny things while we're having conversations, you know, cooking or playing video games or whatever the heck. Right. Um, yeah. So we'll see I'm. Tr- I'm, I might dip my toe in that YouTube pond. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know why. Because everything unknown is scary. Yeah. You and know, it's a lot of, of work.
0: Everything is a lot of work. It it is. Everything. It doesn't matter what you do in life. If you want to be successful, everything is a lot of work.
1: It's true.
0: You have to wake up every day and live and breathe this Mm -hmm. and want it so badly. Like it's all you can see yourself doing, you know?
1: Yeah. I got to get to that place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's like, I don't, I can't tell you what it feels like. You just got to feel it. Yeah. Um, it's like every day I wake up and I'm like, I, I dream of acting. I dream of the films. I dream of seeing me on the screen. Mm-hmm. I dream of doing my workshops and helping women. And like, I see it. I yeah. literally see it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got it. If you get to that point and you see yourself doing it, you just mm-hmm. got to work endlessly. Obviously, yeah. don't kill yourself, but it takes like a certain hunger, is what I'm trying yeah. to say.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I struggle with is like my work ethic is not always the best. But, <laughs> but it, it does, I,
0: I got here. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you can't get there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean when I am into something, I do, you know, go hard at it. Yeah. Um, but I think like once I start doing it, I'll be able to know, okay, do I enjoy this? Is this for me? Like I just won't know till I act actually do it. And so. I I can totally
0: relate. I, can yeah. trust me. I totally relate, but we never know until we try. Exactly. And it's okay that's if something is not for you at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. You
1: got to try. Yep. You got to try. Yep. So that's that on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else has been going on? Anything exciting? I mean, same old,
0: nothing really exciting Like, overly you know what I mean like
1: no literally it's every time we record I'm like what the heck am I going to talk about today
0: (laughs) yeah I am you know it's it's same old just working and you know moving like hopefully we're not going to get a virus and staying safe and like I don't know It just it's it's hard to see what the next few months will be like Mm world-wise so you're like I'm just taking it day by day. That's really how I'm thinking about it.
1: No, it's true. That that's all we can do because it, yeah. it's like still. How many months have we been doing this now? Let's see. We're in. We're about to be in July. Like, uh, what? Like since almost March, June. Almost. Damn, that's a long time. Nine. I didn't even like like time. I yeah. don't even know time is anymore. Like it's, it's so bizarre it's
0: it's like non-existent. The days mesh and I don't know. It's Some days are really chill and other days are not. Yeah. It's weird. Like, per, like um, mentally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's I really think a lot weird. of people are going through that. Um, just such an inconsistent feeling. Because we're so thrown off, you know. It's just so abnormal. And it's weird. It's like you know, last week I was saying how I've already, you know, come to terms with the fact that this is just how we're going to have to live. But at the same accord, there's still moments of surrealness that happen where I'm out wearing a mask and I'm looking around at everyone wearing them. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, this is really our lives
0: now. It's just. Yeah. Who would have thought a year ago? Like, I remember what we were doing a year ago perfectly. Right. And- who would have thought
1: that this would have gone down? Exactly, exactly. And uh, so, so speaking of you know wearing masks and all that, you know distancing and all that stuff. So I finally took a trip to Home Goods. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> finally, went to Home Goods. Um, I, you know, I took Penny or Penny had her little lump removed on her neck. So she has, like, stitches, and because of where it's at, she can't wear a cone Mm because it's just, like, it it won't protect it, and it'll rub, and so it's, like, in a weird spot. So they told me, get her a baby onesie, and that way it'll come up and cover it, which Mm -hmm. also was not true, by the way. It's still – I had to, like, lift it and pin it and stuff like that, but –
0: I I saw it before. I saw it before you lifted it. It was, like,
1: right under her – Yeah, it didn't even come up. So. Um, I had to like lift it and pin it and like, you know, I ended up tying a scarf around her neck. Like she, I got to post a picture. Of her. <laughs> she looks so funny. But anyways, I made that excuse to go to home goods. And, um, it was just like, they have arrows on the floor, you know, just like Trader Joe's and a lot of places that they're trying to like direct the flow of traffic so that people aren't crossing one another and they tell you as soon as you walk in like six feet apart please and Mm -hmm. like me you know I try to be very respectful of that and nobody cared in that damn store I I was just like I wanted to be like hello look at the arrows like get get away from me like are they wearing masks yes everyone was wearing masks thank god Mm -hmm. I think like if you're not wearing one they wouldn't even let you in because there's somebody at the front door good as they should yeah. As they should, at least yep. there's that. Um, but like people just are still moving the way that they always moved, you know, like right. there was like, I was walking by and there was like tiny little space and this girl decides to squeeze herself between me and the space to squeeze by. And I'm just like, can you not get so close to me? Like, like, Shit's disrespectful. Like, get away from me. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are gonna get in fights over it. Yeah, like it, there's gonna there's gonna be some aggression
1: with that. Um, I found it because yeah, I felt, I felt that way myself. I felt yeah. irritated. You know, I felt like you know, can you please just respect the rules? Like, come on. You, I you know that this shit is still out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think people they just decided that they're going to move the way they used to.
1: Right. Cuz they right. decided. Yeah.
0: You know, and or and just that's
1: decided that they don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like that's how our society is. It's so crazy like they don't, you know, our society doesn't move as a collective. You know, it's it's all for one and one for all, right? right. it's, right. it's really what it is. Like that's reality. Mm-hmm. And um it's scary especially you know in our lifetime we've never dealt with anything like this right you know, right i don't think our parents have like it's this is so crazy and i think a lot of people are kind of still in denial
1: yeah probably or they you think know. it's not that big of a deal people never right. think it's a big of a deal until it affects them personally when they exactly. know somebody or they get it themselves, and they're like, "Oh my God! Like this is serious." And it's like, "Hello," right? You know, I don't know. I, I mean, one of our cousins even got it, so it's yeah. like, it's it's there. It's in our family. It's it's around. It's happening, guys. Like it is, and it's so scary. It's yeah, so scary. especially like if a parent gets
0: it, or you know, an older relative. Like, oh, that's I. That's what I'm mostly afraid
1: of. Yeah, for sure. So we just got to do our best to be respectful of, you know, even if you don't think that it's that serious, just freaking go by the rules. Like there's so many conspiracies saying that the government's trying to control us. And listen, this could very well be linked to that. You know, I think that this is, obviously real now what the intent is behind it was it released was it not how did it come out are they using it to their advantage that's all up for debate debate and they're like they're valid conversations but it it doesn't take away the fact that this is still real and happening and you need to wear your mask like we say this every episode like (laughs) it like
0: it takes two seconds out of your life to put it around your ears yeah and keep it moving yeah yeah over your mouth and nose and keep it moving and yes i know it's so uncomfortable it's annoying i get it i agree i think it's very annoying but i yeah. do it
1: yeah it's a small sacrifice compared yeah. to
0: women. all right guys we're gonna have a great episode today we have tracy thomas here she is a part of our lady gang network she has a new podcast out called the stacks it's everything books so stay tuned
1: America's ready to get back to work, but to win in the new economy, you need every advantage to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you'll have visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite lets you manage Every penny with precision. You'll have the agility to compete with anyone, work from anywhere, and run your whole company right from your phone. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. Receive your free guide, 7 Actions Businesses Need to Take Now, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash ladies. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash ladies. Once again, that's netsuite.com slash ladies. All right, guys, we are back. We have our guest with us right now. She is a self-proclaimed book nerd and fellow lady gang podcaster and host of the Stacks podcast where you can find book reviews and recommendations, basically all things books. Dropping a new episode every Wednesday on Podcast One, please welcome the beautifully brainy bookworm, Tracy Thomas, to our show. Yay! (laughs)
2: Beautifully brainy bookworm. That's amazing. That's you. Have
1: you
0: always been a bookworm?
2: Yeah, I've always been into books, um, but I probably took like a little hiatus from being an intense book person, you know, when I was in my early 20s and but I was a big reader when I was little and then I'm back to reading all the time now. So why the break? I mean, I don't know. I was like yeah. 25 in New York City like oh, I got it. Okay. You know, just being doing I mean, I was still reading, but I wasn't like I read books. Like I right. love books. <laughs> right, right. Um, I still loved books and I still was reading. It just wasn't like as much of my life.
1: Right, right. I think we all kind of go through that because I'm trying to figure out where did I lose my way with reading because I used to be obsessed with reading when I was younger to the point where, like, I mean, this is a lot younger, like I was probably like an adolescent I would read, I would knock out an entire Babysitter's Club book in one night. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, like, those are still fairly long. They have chapters and everything like that. Like, it was a decent-sized book to, like, finish in one day for a young kid. But, I mean, I I used to get in trouble all the time. My dad would come in, you're still awake. Like, go to sleep. You have to go to school. Like, and I would, I couldn't put it down. And, like you, like, you know, high school came and then twenties. And I just kind of like stopped reading. And now as an adult, I want to, and I, and I do read, we had an episode with Kelty and I like poke fun. I was like, I haven't read, I don't read anymore. And she was like, what? Mm -hmm. I do read. It's just hard for me to finish the book sometimes. And I don't know what that's about. Maybe you're not reading the right stuff. Yeah but I still am interested in what I'm reading. It's so bizarre.
2: (laughs) Are you reading like self-help type books?
1: All kinds of books. Yeah. Like I love, that's the thing. Like I love Brene Brown. I have her book and I just like, my brain doesn't go to, to like, Oh, I should pick up my book and read it. I, I just like start watching Netflix instead.
2: Well, right. That's another, I mean, that's like a really fun distraction, but I find that if you're reading like self-help books or books that are like business books or whatever, that a lot of the time that all the information is in the front. And so even if you want to finish it because you are like, I want to finish this book because I started it. You've pretty much gotten all the information by the time you're two thirds of the way through anyways. And so I think your mind is probably like, this doesn't feel like a good use of my time. Right. You were reading like a novel. You might like, I want to know what happens to these characters. So you might stick it out longer, That's true. I do the same thing. Like if I'm reading something that's like self-help or a how to, I can sometimes be like, okay, I got it. Thanks so much. You have five points and you told me them in the beginning and I don't need like 100 pages on each point.
0: Right. Exactly. Do you also feel like the time of day could impact how you concentrate and read?
2: I mean, for me, everything impacts how I'm reading. So it just depends on what my mood is. So sometimes I can sit down with a book and have no distractions and read a ton. And then sometimes I can sit down with a book and have no distractions and create distractions. Like I'll decide that I need to clean something that, and I don't even like to clean, but I'll decide like on that given day, this, I must clean this window right now during my protected (laughs) reading time. You know, like I, I love reading and reading is a huge part of my life, but that doesn't mean that I am always good about reading. Like this, like for example, in May, I read 10 books and Damn. today is June 25th, right? And I just finished my fourth book last night. So, like, it, this Under is like, a sh- I w- pardon,
1: underachiever over here, <laughs>
2: right? Like, for me, that is right. Like, for me, like, I read ten books last month, and I read four yeah. books barely this month. It's like, you know, not a lot has, like, you know, even for me, someone who reads all the time, like, it just right. that's how it worked out this month. Right. So.
1: So how long does it take you, to, uh, uh, like, average to read a book? I mean, I'm obviously a super depends on slow reader.
2: Yeah, I'm a slow reader. Oh, so yeah. I, I would yeah. say that ten, I... And a
1: month is very slow.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, but, I mean, think about it, though. My whole life is about reading, right? So it's not like... like you know, like it's my job to read. So it's like I make time. There's time in my day that I make for reading. So I know that a lot of people don't have the time to read 10 books a month. And like, I don't think that that's, I think reading 10 books a month is cool and impressive for me too, but I'm a pretty slow reader. So it probably takes me, I don't know if, of a, uh, a, a, it probably takes me anywhere between to read, I read probably 30 to 60 pages in an hour, depending on what kind of book it is,
0: uh-huh. which is like
2: pretty slow, oh, okay. I think. So, okay. I don't know. It just depends. So,
0: <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> All right. So I have a kind of a weird question and I'm making up the name of it, but sometimes when I'm in the middle of a book and I figure out it's not for me, I have what I think is like reader's guilt. Like I feel bad because it's not for me and I feel bad that I have to put it down. Is that something that you ever experience, or am I the only one?
2: You're definitely not the only one and just put the book
0: down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like and it's I do. And so I not
2: a, like <laughs> yeah. you, that is some, that's like a totally you thing that you're making your life harder. Right. You know, my like, life. There's so many books in the world, like so many books. And if you're reading and you're making time to read and you're not interested in what you're reading, just put it down. Like don't, why bother wasting your time on something that doesn't speak to you? Just like you would stop a TV show in the middle. Like I, I can't tell you how it. many TV shows that I've not finished. Uh, there's a joke in my family that if I actually watch a full season of a show, that, like, it's an unbelievable thing, let alone a whole series. <laughs> but, like, I can't tell you how... Like, Ozarks, I never finished the first season. Watchmen, I never finished... Like, ...shows that people are obsessed with. I was like, this is boring. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> so don't feel bad. Oh.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna,
2: I'll try not to. I'll, I'll try to get better, better. at it.
1: Um, okay. I want to know... Is Okay. So part of my problem with reading, my issue with reading is I find myself a lot of times, once I pick up a book and start reading, it's like, it puts me to like I get so relaxed and I want to sleep. <laughs> is there any insight into that? Is that a thing? Does that yes. happen to people? Because my boyfriend has the same thing and he, yeah. So yeah. Tell us about that.
2: I also have the same thing. Um, I read. And, yeah. Oh my God. All the time. So I have a few tricks for this. One of the tricks is that I set an alarm for myself when I'm reading. So if I'm reading like in the middle of the day, I'll set an alarm or a timer for 30 minutes or an hour. And then when it goes off, it'll wake me up if I fall asleep so I can kind of reset. Yeah. And then if I'm reading at night, I just read to go to sleep. So I, I always know that whatever I'm reading right before bed I probably have to go back and maybe reread the last two pages or whatever if I'm reading in bed at night. But I just, I try to set an alarm for myself. And then also if I have to read something, like let's say I'm interviewing an author later that day and I haven't quite finished, which happens to me a lot, I will sit up in a chair, like at a desk or something and read because then I know I won't fall asleep. Um, but yeah, the alarm really helps me. Yeah, like okay, I can't just be like hanging do. out like in my bed reading if I'm trying to stay
1: awake. I, yeah, it literally happens to me every time. I'm like literally five pages in and I and my eyes start to get heavy and I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to read. I do want to read.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, okay, so then how, what's your take and what's your opinion on audiobooks? Do you like audiobooks? Are you cool with it?
2: I'm totally cool with audiobooks. I am a fan of audiobooks. I think that if that's a way that you're able to read and it's something that you can stay yeah. awake through or it helps you, I mean a lot of people have eye issues and reading on their phones all day and then picking up a book or an e-reader can be really challenging for people. A lot of people are learn better through hearing. So I think for a ton of different reasons audiobooks are great, but I often will listen to an audiobook, you know, throughout a week or whatever while I'm cooking, or folding laundry, or the same way that I would listen to a podcast, I'll listen to an audiobook. And for me, I can't really focus on fiction for an audiobook. So I like to listen to like memoirs on audiobooks, or books that are narrated by the author, or kind of pop psychology type books, like Malcolm Gladwell or something on audio, because I can process that when I'm doing other things. Whereas if I'm listening to a novel, I'm like, wait, who said that? What's happening? I think I missed a plot point. Like but uh, So, but I definitely believe in audiobooks and there's no shame in audiobooks. None.
1: Yeah. I, I find it easier for me too to to hear it. I, I stay more engaged in it. Hence why I love podcasts so much. Right. I just, I don't know. I receive the information more when I hear it versus when I read it. I sometimes have to go back and read the same sentence like five or six times because my mind wanders to other places. right. And it's right. Like, drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of podcasts,
0: um, tell us about your podcast, The Stacks, and your inspiration behind why you started it.
2: So The Stacks is a book podcast, um, obviously, since we're talking about books. And basically the way the show works is that I, the way that it started at least is that I would bring a guest on and they would come on for two episodes. Part one would be me just talking to them about their life and their work, whether they're an actor or an author or a screenwriter or whatever. And then the second episode, we would talk about one book that we both agreed to read. So it's like a book club. Uh And so the show still has that element. So the first week of every month, I have a guest. And then the last week of every month, that same guest comes back and we do the book club. And then in the middle, I just do author interviews. So the other weeks of the month, we'll do interviews with authors about their books, usually relatively new releases. Um, And it's a book for people who love to read. But the thing that I like about the show, and that I'm proud of about the show, is that, we're really talking about culture and social justice and we're talking about equality and we're talking about, Feminism, and we're using books as the lens to do that. But we're t- like, even if you've never read the book, most of the time you can listen. And then if there are spoilers on an episode, like on the book club episodes, I always put it in the show notes so people know. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm asking people to read a book along with me, that we should talk about the spoilers when we talk about the book because you've invested all this time to read the book. And it's kind of an I don't like when I listen to a podcast and they're talking about a TV show, but then they're like, we can't do any spoilers. I'm I'm like, okay, well, I just watched this entire TV show and I want you to explain to me why the ending was good or bad or whatever. So we spoil sometimes, but if we do, it's always in the show notes. Um, but so that was kind of how the show started. And I just was inspired because there are a few book podcasts out there and they kind of fall into two camps. One camp is like what I call like the ladies in Kentucky camp, which is like a group of three white ladies in Kentucky are talking about, you know, um, I don't know, the Reese Witherspoon book. And they're like having a great time and talking about their lives. And then that wasn't something that I was interested in. And then on the other side, it's like the New Yorker problem where it's like super duper smart literary critics and people who have Nobel prize votes and all this shit talking about books in a way that's like way over my head. And so I wanted to create a show that was for people like me who were reading books that I was interested in, but talking about them in a fun and critical way. So That's kind of how the Stacks was born.
0: Perfect. Um, And how long has it been on?
2: So I started the show in April, 2018. So a little over two years now.
0: Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank
2: you. Thank you. You
0: just signed with Lady Gang
1: more recently then.
2: So I joined with Lady Gang after a year. So I was, I've been with Lady Gang since May, 2019. Um, Uh So they brought me on as an already existing show, which I think I'm the only one on their network. And I'm sure that if they could do it again, they probably wouldn't because I know I caused them a lot of stress. And I know that podcast <laughs> one people like hate me because I was like, I don't know how to move all these episodes over. And like, yeah. cause I just did it all by myself. I do. I still do it all by myself. Like I produce my own show. I do everything. And so it's been like a huge learning experience, but then joining on with lady gang and podcast one who like know what they're doing. I'm like, I don't know. I just Googled it. Like, right. I don't know.
1: That's that's interesting, actually. Let's go. Let's dig a little bit into that because, like, we're spoiled here at Podcast One. Like Naz and I have never done a podcast before. We were approached by Lady Gang, and you know, they they do everything for us. We just produce, you know, create the show, create the content, and they do the rest. And we're spoiled. So, how? What's your advice to people who are trying to start their own podcast on their own? Are there is there anything you learned along the way that you could share? Good tips.
2: I learned a million things. Um, So the first thing that I would say is that you've got to think like six months in advance. Like, Ah. so if you don't, if you don't have an idea of what your show will look like in six months, then you probably don't have an idea for a show, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're like, I don't know, I'm just going to sit down and we're going to just talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. if you're a normal person like me and you're not, you know, famous or you're not connected, like... And you can't rely on your guests necessarily in the beginning. Like, you gotta think about what it's gonna look like in six months if nothing changes. You know, I was lucky that the show grew and I had some people reach out to me, some authors that were interested in being on the show that I never thought that I would ever be able to have, which helped, like, grow my audience. But that being said, I had a very clear structure and idea of what the show would look like no matter who the guests were. Um, then the other thing, like as far as producing your own show, I'm sure that, um, your producer will was probably going to roll his eyes at this or whatever, but I Googled everything. I don't know. I just Googled. (laughs) I just said like, how do I edit? Like, what do I need? What like, and I just made it up as I went along and you you know, there are people, if you can afford to hire people who can help you, like, go ahead and do that. Um, I couldn't. And so I didn't. And I made it up. And like, I recognize that my show probably... like, If you go back and listen to the early episodes, they don't sound very good. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I don't know. I just bullshit my way to, to where I am. But then yeah. if you're really serious and, you're, and you really want to start a podcast, the other thing I would say is there's a great book by Kristen Meinzer. It's called, So You Want to Start a Podcast?, Ah. And she's a podcaster. She has a successful show called By the Book, but she also has worked in production and podcasts. And she worked, I believe, at NPR and a few other places. And she put together this incredible book that I actually listened to like two months ago after having a podcast for two years. And I yeah. still found it to be very valuable and affirming for some of the things I do. And mm-hmm. and her audiobook actually won an audiobook award. So it's a great audiobook to listen to. I listened to it myself. Um, but. It's, it's really good and she's great and she's an Asian woman who works in podcasting, which I think is awesome too because there's so few women of color in podcasting that it was nice to hear from her also. So if you are serious about podcasting, I wish that I had had that resource when I started.
1: Perfect. Good. Great Write advice.
0: Down, guys. <laughs> great advice. So going back to books, what's one of your all-time favorite books?
2: Uh, I don't know. I have
0: so many. Like,
2: what a crazy thing to say to someone. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. A book that I love that I feel like a lot of people know is Just Mercy by Bryan Stevenson. So that's probably like my mo- one of my most favorite books, but is like not a super sneaky pick. A book that I love that I feel like not enough people have read is called Men We Reaped by Jessmine Ward. Um right. It's so good. Well, I just forced Kelty to read it. So I feel like a lot of lady gang adjacent people have probably right. seen it because Kelty's oh, been posting story. about it. Yeah. Um so that's an incredible, incredible book. It's a memoir about Jasmine Ward is a two time uh, National Book Award winning author for fiction. And this is her memoir in over the course of five years in her life, five different men that she was close with, family and friends, died of all these different circumstances. And so it's this incredible incredible memoir um and for people who are trying to do like you know anti-racist reading it's Mm -hmm. an incredible place to start and look because her craft her skill as a writer is just unbelievable and then this story is like very much about what it means to be black in Mississippi as a woman um So that's a book I love. I also, let's see, I'm trying to think of some different, I should pick a novel. I hate novels, but I should, I'm not really a (laughs) fiction person, but um, there's a book that, that. yeah, I I like nonfiction myself. I do read a ton of fiction and we do fiction on the show. It's almost 50, 50 what we do on the podcast. But personally, if I'm picking up a book, it's almost always, um, nonfiction, Mm -hmm. but, uh, Colson Whitehead just won his second Pulitzer Prize for a novel that came out last year called Nickel Boys, and it is incredible. It's 212 pages, which is my kind of novel, short and sweet. Um, and It's not sweet. It's like very sad. Sorry. Uh, if you're looking for something fluff, if you're looking for like a fluffy read, you've come to the yeah. truly worst possible person for that. I read like very heavy stuff. I, I don't know. Um, and then one more book I'll recommend. Wait, say that again?
1: Uh, no, I said, I love that too. I need to feel things. I want, yeah. I want to go there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not reading like beach reads and stuff. That's like not, right. I I think a beach read is any book you can read on the beach, which means any book that you want to read when you're on vacation, I guess. Um, but the last book I'll recommend, which is a book that I, I wish everybody would be interested in, but nobody is, but me, I guess is this book called a thousand lives by Julia Shearers. It's about the Jonestown, um, massacre right with Jim Jones and the phrase like drink the Kool-Aid yeah. it's her book about about that about that group, the people's temple. And it is so good. And it did not get nearly enough attention. It probably came out in 2009 or 10. And I freaking love that book. So that's like my kind of deep cut that I always tell people and everyone who reads it loves it, but it's like not a book okay. that a lot of people know of.
0: I'm down to read that. Yeah, it is so saying- good. Yeah. Watching documentaries about that. Like I would love to get deeper into it and read the book
2: yes, it's so That's good i ha- hard If hard. you read it, you have to let me know what you think. I think it's incredible
1: yeah, I'm sure. down to read that too. I'm writing that down <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: okay, so what book do you think uh is overrated?
2: Oh my god, every book um, <laughs> so a book that we did a podcast episode on, so all i since this opinion is very public at this point is <laughs> I was not a big fan of Educated by Tara Westover. I love that one oh my God, it's only been on the New York Times bestseller list for like two full years. <laughs> Sorry. It is like super overrated. I'm sure you've seen it even if you, you've definitely seen the cover somewhere, but she's this like, I don't know. They're, her family is super religious. They're from like rural Idaho and they're a f- kind of, it's not, they're not fundamentalist Mormons and they're not like everyday Mormons. There's some like weird hybrid, like, the dad is a kook. It's not because they're Mormon, but they are Mormon. And he's like made up his own kind of more, like he's gone off the deep end into like a weird version of Mormonism. And she's like, they're they're self-taught, like the mom is their school teacher and they're self-taught or whatever. But then she gets into college and then like goes to Harvard and it's her story. But it's just like only in America could this like story there's just so many things wrong with it. You should listen to the episode. I just found it to be like the epitome of white privilege that the book exists. And the fact that the book is so successful and I know people love it. And I just like w- was not interested.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. How do you decide what you want to read next?
2: Personally or for the podcast?
1: Hmm. How about both?
2: <laughs> okay, I'll start with the podcast. For the podcast, um, I will read the book if I have a guest coming on. So if they've written a book, I'll read at least one of their books. And then for the book that I do with the guest, they they and I we will email each other back and forth and kind of figure out what we think sounds exciting to both of us. Um, okay. As far as what I read next myself, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in and and what's going on in the world. So like right now, it's books by LGBTQIA plus authors just yeah. to celebrate pride. I mean, I read those kind of, I read books by queer authors year round, but just, you know, this month I'm like, okay, let me focus on this. Or, um, from the September to October is, uh, Latin American or Hispanic American heritage month. So I will definitely be reading some stuff like that in there. And, I get I'm lucky to get books in advance so oftentimes I try to read things right before they come out so that if I like the book I can kind of promote it and let people know this book is being born into the world and it's awesome but it just depends Mm
1: -hmm. okay so also I listened to your podcast with lady gang when you guys read right fragility which I thought was you, you guys did I mean you did most of the talking <laughs> <You> <laughs> I did. Did because were the educator in this experience. And I just found it really insightful. I think you really went there and um, you educated them in a way that needed to happen. It wasn't, you weren't scolding them. It was, you know, in a loving and educational way. So I applaud you for that. It was, it was a great episode. Thank you. Um, but I remember you mentioned in there something about um, per- where you purchase your books is also important. And a lot of times what we do, myself included, because it's the easiest route, we hop on Amazon, right? And not that you shouldn't buy from Amazon, but there are a lot of other better options. So what can you share with us of places that are mom and pop, black owned, people of color owned?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, basically just like everything else, Amazon, you know, is like the titan of industry and they can sell their books for super duper cheap. Right. And so it's because they sell a bunch of other things. And so they're like, they actually, their business model allows for them to lose money on book sales because they're selling other things that are more expensive. And so because they do that, they can slash their prices so low that it makes it easy for people to buy them. So if buying books is hard for you and you want to make an investment in a book and Amazon's the only way that you can afford to buy a book. I get it. Go ahead and do that. Like books are $30 for a hardcover, and like, that's a lot of money. So I totally understand that. That being said, if you're looking for ways to make your purchasing dollars, like be more impactful, um, buying from an independent bookstore is always probably your best bet. Um, there are tons of black owned bookstores and there's a lot of People right now who've been posting and sharing lists of black owned bookstores. Um, So if you Google that, it'll be there for you. I promise. Um, Some States don't have any, some cities have a bunch. It just depends like Philadelphia, Washington, DC have a bunch. Um, So you just have to Google that. If you're looking to support black owned bookstores, there are also Latinx uh, own bookstores and, you know, queer owned bookstores. So you can, you can make your money, go wherever you want your money to go. There's also a website called bookshop.org. And they're kind of trying to compete with Amazon. And what they do is they give a of every book purchase to their participating independent bookstores. So independent bookstores that have signed on with them for every book that's purchased, 10% of that purchase goes back towards independent bookstores. So, and they offer a slight discount. So that's also um, a nice way to do that. Um, I'm an affiliate there. So if you shop through my link there, I get a small commission. So that's a nice way to support me if you're so inclined. Um,
0: Oh, I'm going to go check it out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My link I think is like bookshop.org slash shop slash the stacks or something like that. (laughs) And you can find my anti-racist reading lists there. I have a ton of reading lists there. So I think it's like 78 anti-racist nonfiction and 52 fiction books, all that are anti-racist and or black authored books.
1: And they can find this on your website or where Uh,
2: So they can find it at bookshop. They can search for it at bookshop.org. They can find it on my website, the stacks podcast.com. My Instagram, I have links there and my Instagram is the stacks pod under the stacks pod at the Stacks pod. Um, but yes, you can find it. I mean, I don't know. You can find me anywhere. I'm everywhere. I'm available.
1: I'm looking for friends. (laughs) She's accessible guys. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we wrap this up, we want to play a quick little game with you of rapid fire questions. Oh shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to do every other? I do one, you do one? Sure, that's fine. Okay. All right, Tracy. We're going to start off with physical book or ebook? Physical. Okay. Paperback or hardback? I don't care. <laughs> Antagonist or protagonist?
2: Antagonist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trilogies or series?
2: Standalone books.
1: Okay. <laughs> Your favorite book as a child? Charlotte's Web. Same. One of my favorites, too.
0: That's awesome. A book you think everyone should read?
2: Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kendi. Okay.
1: okay. And the very last book you bought?
2: Breathe by Imani Perry. Nice.
0: There you go, boom, oh, you did it.
1: That.
2: that was easy. I thought it was going to be like a quiz of like other people, like answering other people's questions. Wow. Like what is the square root oh, of?
1: You, <laughs> We're not as well versed as you. We can't match up to your book intelligence. Not oh my a, gosh. I mean,
0: we have a lot of work to do in the book department. Yeah. <laughs> you braced the bar, Tracy. Oh my
2: gosh. Well, what did you call me? Oh. Bu- beautiful bookish. Ba- book-
1: <laughs> I don't know. Wait, well- let me, let me repeat this. Beautifully brainy bookworm. <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. It's me. Hello. <laughs> now, Nas reads, you read a lot. Nazree reads I a do. lot. I, what do you
2: I like, like to read?
0: read. Uh more self-help. Okay. So, yeah, that's like I just every morning I try to at least read a chapter of a book. Okay. Um and then if I don't, it's okay, but no, I I love literature. I love books. Um I actually really like it over podcasts or like watching a series, which is weird because I also act, but I don't know something about a book. Like I just get lost in them.
2: Totally. So I I have a recommend. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Nas. I have a recommendation for you. I mentioned it earlier. It's called, um, by the book and it's a podcast and it's by Kristen Meisner and then Jolenta Greenberg. And what they do is they read a different self-help book they okay. each read a self help book together and they live by the book for two weeks. And then they talk about their experience, yeah. like living by this book. And they've done, like, you know, the four agreements. They, so they do all sorts of different books. They did Year of Yes. They've done, like, all of this, not all of them. They've done, like, 50 or 60 plus. That's and it's called lot. Yeah, they've done a lot. And then they also just wrote a book called How to Be Fine. And it's about their experience um, living by these books. And like, it's like the 10 things that they thought were great. The 10 uh-huh. things that they thought were like not great. And then like the 10 things they wish more self help books included. So if you're a self help uh-huh. person, you might really like that book, but also you might like the podcast.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Even the concept of that podcast is really interesting. It's yeah. so
2: brilliant, right?
0: Yeah. That's so dope.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, duh, why didn't we think of what well, exactly? <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: <laughs> right, right. Kristen Meinsner, the woman who wrote the book, So You Wanna Start a Podcast and who's on this podcast. She's like super smart like that and comes up with these genius ideas that you're like, Of course someone should write a book about starting a podcast that's not I, just how to use a microphone. I
1: like, mean, it's so logical. Like Yeah. Duh. It yeah. so is. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm, so mad, I'm so mad at myself because my opening line, I forgot to ask you and I just messed it up. But my opening line was, first things first, do you like Harry Potter?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. What a great question. So true story. I've never read or seen a Harry Potter. Really? Uh-huh. I, didn't, I meant it when that. I said standalone. I like don't read series. I'd never read Harry Potter. I I was like not into it. And then now I still have never read it, and now she's like such a like not into well, yeah. trans rights, and I'm like I don't need to be giving her money now, like fuck that. So I probably will never read it. I don't
1: know. It's really crushing for Harry Potter fans because I'm if sure you love Harry Potter. It's like damn, why did you have to ruin this for us? <laughs> I know
2: I've heard that a lot of Harry Potter people are struggling, but it's I'm so happy that I'm not having to have that internal struggle right now because. Yeah. I I don't know her (laughs) (laughs) in the words of Mariah Carey
1: exactly (laughs) that is so funny well Tracy thank you so much for being with us and taking your time to talk about your podcast I hope everyone checks it out and I hope that people who are just kind of resistant to reading or you know they've been wanting to and haven't hopefully this inspires them to grab a book and hop back into that because yes thank
2: you guys so much for having me and if you're listening and you're like i want to get back into reading i've heard had a lot of people tell me that by listening to the show they've gotten back into reading just because they've heard about a book that sounded interesting so hopefully you can find that space at the
0: stacks yes Yes. check it out thank you thank
2: Thank you you, guys so much thank you
0: Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Faquet Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.
1: Welcome Welcome to to the Related Related Podcast. Podcast. My name is Carly Bible. And my name is Amanda Bible. And we are two sisters that are obsessed with inner and outer beauty and everything in between. We hope to inspire you and bring you behind the scenes to discuss all things related to our lives. And nothing nothing is is off limits. (laughs) You can download new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast One.